HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Brooklyn Botanic Garden, a stunning 52-acre garden in the heart of Brooklyn, open year-round. Learn more at bbg.org. Hi, I'm Moxie Rosenblum. My dad, Harry Rosenblum, hosts Feast Your Ears on Heritage Radio Network. Right now, HRN is having a summer membership drive. Becoming a member is so easy, and you'll help support shows like my dad's. You can sign up for a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Let's keep food radio on the airwaves this summer. I'm HRN's Communications Director, Kat Johnson, with a preview of the next episode of Meet and 3, our weekly food news roundup. We're fresh off our trip to Slow Food Nations in Denver, a festival that brought together advocates to discuss the future of food. And this week, we're bringing you a special episode inspired by the new Equity, Inclusion, and Justice Manifesto released by Slow Food USA. If we're going to solve food security, we need to say these people have a right to good, healthful food. But we have to do that in a way that kind of insulates this system from the vagaries of the market. Because when you're at a table with somebody, you recognize their humanity. And when somebody cooks for you and serves you food, in a way they're saying they care about your survival. How can we put things into our own hands and have the people of Puerto Rico gain real access to healthy local foods? Listen to Meet and 3 this week for our highlights from Slow Food Nations. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hello. Welcome to Only Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and we're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, July 18, 2018. This is the 184th episode of the series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is the co-founder and COO of Roberta's right here, where we are. And I Talent. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to introduce you fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I'm going to start out with my PR tip. And then later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. 
So today's tip is to stay true to your brand. Follow your vision and stick with it. As life happens, it can be easy to get distracted and influenced by others, but perhaps have but who perhaps have their own agenda and beliefs and can tempt you to stray off your course. But remember, your values and goals are what's most important and what you should always guide you. So stick with what you know and love and live with integrity as your brand defines you. That's my tip today. Now, I'm really excited. It's about time I had my guest on the show. It is Brandon Hoy. He is the co-owner and COO of Roberta's, which is the home of Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's compound includes the casual Roberta's with its wood-fired ovens, on-site garden, bakery, tiki bar, and to-go counter, and two Michelin-starred dining destination, Blanca. Alongside co-owner and chef Carlo Maracci, Brandon founded Roberta's in 2008 with the goal of providing a previously underserved neighborhood with artisanal food and drinks and an artsy, cool vibe. Brandon is also an HRN board member, and he's hosts the main course OG with some other I players. feel like somebody wrote that after listening to a long rant that I gave. Like really? they, they were like, this is going to be Brandon's bio. Uh, we're going to pull it from this, this long diatribe of nonsense that he's been spewing for years. But well, I see you every day. It's amazing that it's taken us, well, not every day, but every time you're on the show, it's amazing that it's taken so long to every, finally be here and talk to you face to face. Yes, thank you. I know. Wednesdays, always see you. Love being here. Love seeing you. And yes, this it was nice to, to, to get this bio because it, what's interesting is, you know, from Googling you online, there's not you a know, lot. No. You can find your name and title. You'll probably find more about my rap career than you will about my endeavors into this. Which is interesting. Very quiet. See, kind of the opposite of, right? You're you're a speaker, essentially. You're a, a, um, you know... You're, you're getting the word out for people that are out there doing this. And I think we've taken a, a, a kind of an opposite approach. I think we've relied on the lure and the, the story to be told by others rather than us standing on our soapbox and telling the story about what we do. And I think just it, it's just like you said in the beginning, you want to stay tr- true to who you are. And, and personally, that's just who, who, who we are. And that that's like kind of how we have been as a, as a group is, is just kind of like show our best, do our best, pr- like put out the best thing that we can and let other people say how they feel about it. Yeah. So, and that's my tip came from thinking about you and who you are and what Roberta's is and stands for. I always talk with my guests about their background, and I want to know because it's not out there. You can't Google your name and really find out where you're from. How did you, what were you doing before you started Roberta's? So I'm, I've lived in New York for almost 18 years, maybe, maybe longer than that. Um, I'm from Napa. I grew up in, in wine country. I've, I've, I've been in hospitality nearly my whole life. Um, my, my family's not from the hospitality industry, but just growing up in Napa, yeah. there's not a lot of options. Uh, I was, I worked as a assistant butcher and high throughout high school and I've pretty much been 
involved in some sort of hospitality my whole life. Um, I, I always, I always like thought of myself as a, as a creative and I uh, had young days of wanting to be an artist. I was a musician for many years. I played in bands for almost 10 years and, um, I, I toured and I did the whole rigor mole of thinking I was going to be a rock star. Um, but I always fell back into hospitality. I, I bartended, I waited tables. I, I was a line cook. I was a sous chef in Hawaii for, for a year. Nice. And Napa I, and Hawaii. This is like, I, I, yeah. I, but <laughs> in the end, in the end, it was almost inevitable that my life would be in hospitality. I, I probably knew that at a very young age that this was, this was what was going to happen for me. I was, um, I, I didn't go to college. I didn't, I didn't have aspirations in business. Um, I, I, I was entrepreneurial by nature, but I wasn't, but I, but I, I didn't feel the need to, to go out and, and learn. I was adventurous and I, and I always loved, um, I always loved restaurants. I felt comfortable in restaurants, um, bars and hotels. I, it just, that, that was something that was kind of almost second nature to me. I've, I've, I've always been in love with it. And it's something that's like very passionate, uh, that I'm very passionate about and, and, and always like kind of felt, uh, a, a deep, um, understanding and, and a deep love for so what, what inspired you to move to New York? Was it just like I'm in? I want to work in the hospitality or music industry, and there's you know, let me let me check out that big city over on the East Coast. Yeah, kind of, so I had <laughs> I had friends that I had made when I lived in Hawaii that were both from New York, and I visited here, and I almost didn't leave because I was just like blown away, and I think. I think, you know, growing up in Napa was much different. I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old. So Napa was very different when I was a child. It was very rural and it was really small. So I grew up very, in a very small town, a small town environment. And I was always very attracted to San Francisco. At a young age, I started going to San Francisco. And, and, and then when I found New York, it was almost like that energy. And I just... I needed that in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I was, yeah. I was very all over the place, just like running around. And when you're in a small town, it's just like, there's only so much you can do of that. And, and Hawaii was the same place, same thing. I, I was, it drove me nuts. I was like stuck on a rock and I wanted to do so many things and there was, yet there was so little to do. So I, I had the friends, they moved back to New York. I, I moved in with them and, um, I, I came here with no plan. Really, I was, I, I knew, I knew that I, I think I was 20, maybe 20 years old or 21 years old. Yeah, 21. Yeah. So 19 years ago. So how did you come up with the idea for Roberta's and, and with your partners and, and mm -hmm. find this spot out here in Bushwick, which wasn't the same neighborhood back 10 years ago as it is now? No, you mean back when the rabid <laughs> pack of dogs and the burnt cars were uh, everywhere? Yeah, something it, like it that. Was, That's it was, what I've heard. It was different. It was the, hey, hey, we weren't the first. The, we weren't the first people out here. There was people. There were people out here doing cool things already. It just there was no there was no real like there wasn't a lot of infrastructure for for like the 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 real like the real the real type of neighborhood that it, it could have been. And I'm not saying that it has become that, but. But it was, you know, there was Brooklyn's Natural, there was Kings County Bar, there was a few, there was a few smaller places. Tina's was always here. There was some, there was things happening before we came here. 
Um, but the, the, what I think what lured us here was just the, the overwhelming amount of like creative people that were in this neighborhood doing cool things. And it was, and for us, we, we were just trying to, to create a watering hole where those people could, you know, unite with each other. And I think a lot of these people didn't even know that, you know, this guy lived down the street from them. And I, and I think like until we arrived, really the only place for those kind of interactions to happen were, were Kings County, which was, you know, it's like a 500 square foot bar. It was teeny. Um, so we were, we, we were kind of, our, our idea was that we were going to put this place together, you know, the communal tables, people were really crammed together that we were going to have a place that, that, you know, kind of allowed these creative types to, to come and, and that there was something to do at night and there was a place for them to eat. There was not a lot of options. And, um, you know, thus pizza as well. Like pizza was a real core concept behind this because we felt like we wanted to offer a thing that people were reaching to the middle of the table to grab, that it wasn't individual plates and that people weren't, I'm going to have my steak and you're going to have your chicken and you're going to have your, like we were trying to build a, a community. And, and by doing that, we, we wanted a communal style restaurant that, that felt very like, uh, you know, we could all be family and be united. Yeah. Well, you've, I didn't, I mean, that's, I love hearing that. And how did you, how did you meet Carlo as, as chef and making pizzas? And then he, then you moving forward to launch Bianca, which is Blanca. Blanca. Sorry. No worries. I, and I've um, dined there too. <clears throat> we, so Carlo and I, so I, I was bartending before we opened, uh, before we opened Roberta's. And I had a lot of weird friends. That's just really how it was. And Carlo was definitely one of those weird friends. And he had been <clears throat> working at Good World, which was like Norwegian cuisine. And it was very cool. And, and, and Carlo and I had a lot of like late night discussions about, you know, like, what what happens after this like what happens after you're like mid 20s like what 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 do you what do you do when you know when the party ends and um i i think we were both kind of on the same trajectory of of just being like you know we really knew that food was going to be a part of our life so we had a lot of conversations about like opening restaurants and what we would do and late night cab rides and stuff like that and you know, at, at the time we were, we were still, it was just Chris and I, and, and, uh, and we had some minority shareholders and other like small partners, but we, we, we were really looking for another significant operating partner. And, um, it, it, it just seemed kind of like a no brainer for me to, to pull him in. And, you know, it's, it, it was great. Like we, we, in the, in the early days we were all, we were all like, you know, maybe troubled brothers but we were we were brothers and 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 I think we were all kind of pushing towards this this like same the same goal you know as time goes on there's there obviously there becomes like creative differences and I think that's that's what happened with between Carlo and I and Chris and um but in the end we, we just you know Carlo and I just still really truly love hospitality and really love this restaurant to death. And, and I think uh, our, our, our main objective always has just been to try to further the, the, um, the creativeness and the be innovative and, and really, again, just put the best product out there that we can. Well, I, I mean, I'm, 
I mean, I'm a huge fan. You know, the first time I came out here was with Polly G, um, from Polly G's, and he's he was the one you have to go try this this pizza place. Like he was so inspired by what you guys were doing, um, and I've since obviously dined here many times, and it's just the food is just the food, the vibe, everything is just as has made it like a place you want to eat. And and then and I as I messed up the name, but Blanca was something I went solo dining at when it, I think nearer when it opened, but that is just completely different experience and amazing. And those car seat chairs were the most comfortable seats I've ever sat in or this, I don't know if I'm describing them Almost correct. better than your Porsche. <laughs> like they were, it was they, just, actually, yeah. they, they were car seat, they were car seat chairs. I Did think you? originally intended for the Stingray, if I if I remember correctly, um, the the guy who we bought them from was an impolster who was who refurbished um, car car seats for for. You still you know, have them there because I haven't been there they, in a while. They still do. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful chairs. He he was he was he was. I think he was blown away that we actually used them in that format because he like really his. He was doing restoration for muscle cars. Really, he was doing upholstery for for these car seats for muscle cars. So, but the yeah. fact that you have this fine dining tasting menu restaurant in the backyard—the fact that we're back here in the backyard, which we'll get to—like you definitely take risks, or you take like you you do you think out of the box. I I, I think your statement in the beginning of the show rings very true with us. And I think, I think like there's not a lot of outside influence for us. We're, 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 we very much know who we are. Um, and we very much know the things that we like and what we want to see out of, out of the experience. So I think that being said, it's, it's not, we're, we're not even thinking out of the box. We're just using our brains to, to think. So we're, we're, that's what's there. That's what's, that's what's embedded in <laughs> the us. The brain is outside the box. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's what it is. I guess our brain, uh, but, but, but it's, but we've never, we've never looked at a restaurant and been like, that's the ideal situation for a restaurant. We've just made the restaurant that's in our brain. Right. So, so for us, it wasn't thinking outside of the box. We were just literally thinking what was the restaurant we wanted to have. So, so if it seems to be outside of the box, that's just our, our odd nature or, or possibly like, uh, like maybe we have a different set of, uh, you know, of, of, um, of references, I guess that, that like kind of bring us to, to what this, what this place is. I love it. And on that note, we're going to take a break. So stay with us. This is all in the industry on heritage radio network. This episode is brought to you by Brooklyn Botanic Garden, a stunning 52-acre garden in the heart of Brooklyn, featuring spectacular plant displays year-round. On Thursday, August 23rd, Brooklyn Botanic Garden will host the Beer and Bocce Benefit, a one-of-a-kind garden party featuring lawn games, live music, and unlimited beer tastings by some of Brooklyn's top beer makers. Proceeds from the Beer and Bocce Benefit provide essential support for the garden's educational and community programs. And mark your calendars for the annual Chili Pepper Festival on Saturday, September 29th. New York's hottest fall tradition will set the garden ablaze with scorching bands from around the world, 
dozens of fiery food artisans, and hours of chili chocolate debauchery. Learn more about Brooklyn Botanic Garden at bbg.org. And we're back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Brandon Hoy. He's the co-owner and CEO of Roberta's. We're talking all things Roberta's as we're sitting here. I, I love Roberta's. the title. Like, well, once it was COO, then CEO. We actually literally don't have any of those kind of titles here, which is very funny. It's just, it's really like we we like. I'm an operator. Carla's a chef. That's kind of the only differential between the two of us. Is one yeah. of us, one of us does like. You know, Carla's all about the food, and I'm all about the operation. But you do have a PR company that mm-hmm. gave you or is is referring to you with with a title, maybe to maybe to clarify things or yeah, of, sure. for people like me. People people <laughs> people like to put things in boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Go back to the boxes, out of the box. So speaking of boxes, but it's not even in a box. Um, our pizza you pizza. could get it in a box if you want it no i've 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 picked up recently my frozen pizza from roberta's uh-huh. and tried it at home it's fantastic thank you uh five We're minutes very proud of it five minutes i i didn't know what to expect to be honest i don't really buy i don't think i buy frozen pizza much you know i eat out a lot i go out for pizza you, you, so you don't smoke weed um, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, but let's talk about how you, how you, what inspired you to do a frozen pizza line and then how you were able to come up with the formula to make it work for someone at home. And five minutes, bam, you have pizza. Well, you know, on that note, it's, 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 we tried to stay as close to the original recipe as possible. Now that being said, it's really hard to do when you're talking about blast chilling, freezing a thing, like you, and and you're and we're talking about baking. So a lot of it just had to do with hydration and making sure that that the the it had enough water in it that it could stand up to being froze and then re recooked. But but the intent was to try to create the closest pizza to what we do here. So so we didn't really steer very far. From from what we do, which is the you know the freshness of the ingredients, right? So the t- brightness of the tomato, the brightness of the basil, the freshness of the cheese, all of this, th- all of those things, still were were the were kind of the crux to building building that recipe. And as far as wanting to do it, I think always the intent has been to feed as many people Roberta's pizza as we possibly can. And and it's very difficult to do that out of one location in Brooklyn. And and though we have aspirations to, to grow the business and be in more places, we felt like, you know, offering this, offering everybody the ability to, to have it, the easiest way to do that was to put it on, into a supermarket. And... Um, and and the CPG game is very weird. It, it, until you get into it, you don't really understand the like subtle nuances of how how weird it is to be in a supermarket. And, and there was a, a a huge learning curve. And 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 to be honest with you, there still is. It's still it's still very. It's there's still a lot to learn. Um, but at the same time, it was a it was an opportunity for us to to really kind of. Um, you know, sh- like put put our pizza out into the world, and well, then it, I mean, it's a 
the stores I know you're in, you're in Whole Foods and you're on Fresh Direct. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, those are those are big. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, congratulations! I think it's and, it's and at awesome. this point, at this point, we're we're pretty much on the whole eastern seaboard. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we're slowly moving north, um, but but we're all the way we're all the way south. So so we're in two Whole Foods districts, which is the the east and the the whatever the southern eastern <laughs> one district is. So so we're in all of those Whole Foods, but then we're also in smaller stores, you know, even further north all the way all the way to Massachusetts. So it's it's cool. What about all the pop-ups and 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 other locations? You have you have some pop-ups or or they're not even pop-ups at urban space like uh, in New York and I know you were down in Miami, which is my hometown mm-hmm. for a bit. I never went there, but like what 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 in well I know you want to, you said you want to be everywhere but how have you managed all these these other locations and and what's what's next So the 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 mobile kind of the mobile operation is just an extension of of catered by Roberta's which is just you know we're, again we're just trying to get the get people to experience you know Roberta's pizza and I feel like having these mobile ovens and getting them out um in the, in the early days of it we were really uh, like we started doing this because of the kind of music um scene and the need for they were in a mode where they were trying to change the offerings at these big festivals and that was kind of the the impetus for us to like get involved where we were doing the Gugamugas and Bonnaroo and mm-hmm. um you know the Gov Ball, all all these like really big uh, kind of festival things that that really got us involved in the mobile thing to begin with, <clears throat> which then led us to Urban Space, which was Madison Square Eats, which then led us to this whole kiosk um, concept that that we have, where we're in the the food the Urban Space Food Hall at two thirty Park and the five seventy Lexington, um, and again, really still just comes from the idea of just like getting pizza out there. We just want to get pizza out there. We believe, we believe in the pizza. We love the pizza. We think we can make a lot of it. We're really good at making pizza. And, um, and, and, and we're just trying to, to find ways to, to get it out there where, where we're like somewhat mitigated. Like it's expensive these days to open a restaurant and not everybody has a million dollars to, to, you know, not everyone can pay 150 square, uh, dollars a square foot to open a brick and mortar restaurant. It's difficult. So at some point you want to like mitigate a little bit of the risk and you want to just open something so that your focus can be on the food itself and not, and not like, you know, how much did the architect cost and the, you know, the $500 chairs and the marble on the bar. It's it, it, sometimes yeah. it's more than, sometimes it's more than that. It's just about the food. And, and I think the, the mobile operation gives us the ability to just offer the food there's a tent, there's a wooden bar and there's a pizza oven and there's people working hard to make great food. And that's it. It's stripped down. It's a stripped down yeah. version. So it's like, if you like the pizza, like you're going to like this. If, 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 if you're here for the ambiance, like, I don't know, maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Like if you're, if you're, say you're at Panorama, the ambiance is probably pretty cool when you're like watching, you know, David Byrne or whatever, and you're eating pizza. Who knows? I don't know. How do you manage all of this? You have a lot going on. I, I have no idea. <laughs> ask me. Ask me uh, ten years from now how I, mean, I did it. Did I you? Did you know. ever think ten years ago you would be where you are now with with all? I mean, you have a. There was a lot going on. Definitely not. 
Definitely. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I could tell early on that it was going to be popular, right? I could tell early on that people were, were into it, but I didn't, but I had no idea that it would have this kind of impact or that it would have the, even the legs to hold the ginormous body that it, that exists. It's amazing. Another thing that's amazing was last week I had on my show, episode 183, I had on Florence Fabricant, the legendary food mm-hmm. and wine writer from the New York Times. And when I asked her to ask you a question, she said she's impressed with what you're doing here. And her question is, how after all these years and all the hype and renown, have you managed to keep Roberta's Roberta's? And she was, she was talked a bit about integrity and assuming maybe you've been approached by Las Vegas or Tokyo or, or other places and that might have seduced you to do other things. But And like, she, and she you... assumes correctly. And that's yeah. a great question from Florence because she's a genius, by the yeah. way. Yeah, she but, is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it's hard. There's a lot of outside influences in this world. And I think, I think when once you become a restaurant that, that has that, – that, how to word this correctly, but but when when all eyes are on you, it starts to become a different a different beast. And I and I think I think probably human nature is to look around to see your your the comps in your industry and see what they're doing and do what they're doing. And and again, I just Carlo and I just don't think like that. We're we 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 know what we know what we are. We know what we like, and um, and. There's there's not a lot of like huge outside influences for us. We, we want to create, so so the there is always a need to make more, make more restaurants, right? And that's just the creative, the the burning inside of you to make another thing, right? You make like you're not going to just be a band to make one album and sit back and be like, I love those songs and just l- listen to them and play them out. You want to make more songs, so so the the. The, the need to want to do more still exists, but you want to make a good album. You don't want to just, just do your best hits and, and have 14 greatest hits albums. You want to make more music. So 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 a, as the analogy rolls out, <laughs> it's like I still need to make more restaurants, yet I want to make those restaurants um, – they're not going to be like Roberta's. I don't. I don't know if I can make Roberta's again. It's po- it's possible that that I'll never make Roberta's ever again. But we, we, but but we're we're still innovative and we're still and we're still like looking at new things and and understanding what it is what what the growth is of of us individually and 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 as a group, and and we're still you know out there trying to make new things. Uh, you know we 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 kind of launched a new concept loosely like we did a we did a restaurant for a freeze art festival which was called foul witch which was something that was like very passionate to us and that that, that carlo and i had worked kind of a, a lot on like understanding like uh, w- what what would be our ideal restaurant based around natural wine and we kind of built the the recipes around the natural wine and like what what it would be and 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 it was, I, I thought it was great and it was innovative. And, and those are the kind of projects that we look forward to doing. Yeah, well, it's a great answer for Florence. We're going to take a break. Before we do, I just want to give a shout out to the New York Times, their New York Times cooking app, which because Florence and I were talking about it after the show, how it has, it's 18,000 recipes. It's like this amazing resource for people. We didn't talk about it on the show. So I said I was going to talk about it a little in this show, give it a plug. That's amazing. So, yeah, New York Times. Florence is amazing. Everything is amazing. 
Um, yeah, it really is. And, and the recipes are awesome. So people should check that out. Okay, we're going to take a little break and come back. We're going to play my speed round game and talk some industry news. This is all in the Industry and Heritage Radio Network. Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Brandon Hoy. It's time for my speed round game. Are you ready? I don't know. How fast? <laughs> as fast as you can possibly go. <laughs> you, as you can see, I'm very long-winded. I don't know. We'll see how you do. I'm, mm. I'm sort of like, mm. I, hmm. Yeah, mm. I think you're going to be good. Okay, okay, so I'm going to name a couple things and you pick your preference. All right. Here we go. Eat in or eat out? Uh, eat in. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Oh, that's tough. I love them all. I would go with beer. Okay. I thought that was going to be an easy one for you. It, it isn't because I really, truly love them all. I just think beer has the beer has a broad, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a broader, untapped breath. Okay. Tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Small plates. Communal table or chef's counter? Communal table. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Deep dish or thin crust? Come on. 
blasphemy. <laughs> Ask me questions like this. Uh, okay, well, you want to skip Roberta's. that one. How about that? Robert- 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 or Roberta's. Roberta's. No, if maybe you're like in Chicago <laughs> or something, what are you gonna have? Okay, how about rap music or any other type of music? Oh wow, uh, that's that. I, I would say any other type of music, but also a connoisseur of rap. I love I love rap music, but I love music in general, so that's very difficult. I like music, and music likes you. Thank you. So Probably doesn't actually. <laughs> Probably hates me. Okay, two more: cheese plate or dessert? Cheese plate. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Come on. Come on. I know, Brooklyn. Okay. But you know what's interesting as we're, I've played this game a lot of times, but as I'm looking at the choices, one style is kind of Roberta's and one style is kind of Blanca. This is true. Yeah. So you would say somebody who says chef table would probably also say Manhattan. And they'd probably yeah. also choose wine. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone, every every time I played this game, it's been complete. It's different, and 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 it's it's fun. Let's say this. I like seeing. If there was I, like a third choice, which was like, I don't know, Mattituck, I'd probably choose that over both of them. Okay. <laughs> Brooklyn. I don't know. You know, I deal with it. I love. Brooklyn. Oh, so you wouldn't have chosen Brooklyn? I mean, if there, if it, I, I would choose Brooklyn over Manhattan. I would choose Brooklyn okay. over Queens. I would choose Brooklyn over the Bronx and Staten Island. But I don't know. There's probably Brooklyn's a grind. This whole place is a grind. After so many years, you're just like, ah, oh, the weight, <laughs> the weight okay. of it all. Let, let's talk about this. This this news that that just broke on CNN: mm-hmm. remains of bread baking fourteen thousand four hundred years ago found in Jordan. First of all, can I get a bite of some 15,000-year-old bread? That will break, looked, break your teeth. It might. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine Fossilized what like a, bread. a 100-year-old bread is. Like, yeah. So, so this is archaeologists in Northeast Jordan discovered what may be the first proof of bread making. And this is more than 4,000 years before the advent of agriculture. So I saw this first online by Jim Leahy, who I work with from Sullivan mm-hmm. Street Bakery, and he was like, whoa. Because yeah, of like the was. whole the whole thought, the whole the the whole what you knew where kind of turns t- kind of turns baking on its head, right? Yeah. But it's, I just it's interesting. It is inter- interesting and I can't imagine finding anything that that's that old. <laughs> I, I, I can't either. And you also have to just think of like, where, where, where do we lie at that time? Like we're talking about like, you know, cave dwelling forgers, right? Or, you know, this is, this is a, a lot of years back that, that they, they actually had the sophistication to like understand baking's not, baking's not easy. Uh, I mean, also you're, you're talking about milling cereals. So like they had to find the grain, mill the grain, mm-hmm. like, proof proof and and rise the 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 dough so so it's pretty sophisticated stuff for for that, that era it's pretty amazing it is pretty amazing the, the most amazing part was that it was still in the oven like nobody ate it <laughs> Fifteen thousand years later they found like a whole loaf of bread in somebody's oven like what happened like what happened to those people that's that's what they should be looking at a meteor hit them what 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 happens where you're just like fuck the bread? I'm just about sorry. So I'm just like <laughs> I'm okay, bailing terrorist. out. I'm bailing out. 
Just yeah. leaving it in the oven. We're all going to die. I don't know. I don't know. Cuz right am yeah. I am I wrong about this? Didn't they find it in in an oven? Like they it was the black sea. They started digging up. They found these ovens. I did. They found get that. like they kind of found like all of these other archives oh, yeah. We're found in the black in, sea. In two fireplaces. 20, fireplaces. 24 right. bread like discoveries were found in two fireplaces in a Nudifian hunter-gatherer site. Right. So doesn't that strike you as odd? That, like, they left them in the oven? Like, what Maybe happened? Maybe they were, they were just, pillaged. they just got busy. They were, you, you know? You think so? They, they actually also found beer. <laughs> they were like, this fermented cider wine is really kicking in. <laughs> just leave the bread in the oven. It's going to be all right. I don't know, but this is 4,000 years earlier, which is just, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing is just over my head. I don't know. I don't know. But you're a bread guy. I mean, you, you guys, you know bread. Yeah. And, you know, and we love bread. Also, uh, you know, hey, the, the, the doing the simplest things, right? And, and not that bread is simple. To be, to be honest, bread is very difficult. The business of bread is probably the most difficult thing ever, too. Um, and and hats off to to Jim really because he was kind of a pioneer in that like um, <clears throat> artisanal bread, you know yeah. he was he was really uh, you know pushed the, push push that forward. Um, it's a hard business. It's also it's also like you know it's you have to sell a lot of it to to really like make it work, and you have to make it work to like keep it going. And and if you really want to push like really, you know, quality bread out there. People have to change the idea of what they think about bread. Yes. Good point. And, and I, the other article I had was just so much happening with pizza these days. And before the show, we're talking, it's always happening, but I feel like there's even been more openings and things recently. And Ryan Sutton on Eater New York wrote his pick for New York's best New York pizzerias uh, that are serving pizza by the slice. Um, and he included some others in there. But actually, speaking of Jim, while we're giving him shout outs, Ryan's favorite pizza is Sullivan Street Bakery pizza that he does the tomato slice. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it there has been a lot more slice places, Roman style pizza. You're places. really good at PR. I like this. Maybe I hired the wrong person. You're always like dropping your clients left and Honestly, right. Honestly, if you, you got that, you're like really good. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> no, but if you listen to my show, if you've listened to all my shows, which maybe the only people out there that have are my parents, hi mom and dad. But hi, um, mom and dad. <laughs> if you listen to all my shows, I don't. I don't talk about my clients that much. But this episode happens to be, be happens to I be like a lot this. for Jim Leahy, and, and you know, there's uh, a theme you're doing, here. I think you're you're getting your money's worth, you know, when you hire <laughs> Sherry. This is oh, uh, cool. <laughs> well, well, good. Give me a little plug too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you uh, the, the, could, the, I hey, mean, it's pizza, pizza's, pizza's always, um, <clears throat> you know, there, there's very few things like pizza that get talked about as much as pizza. I mean, if you look at, there's probably more pizza content on the internet than there is porn. So that just goes to show you how disgusting and awesome pizza could be. It's just, it's a, it's a popular topic. People like pizza and and it's a wide ranging amount of people. There's no like specific pizza demographic, you know, there's a type of pizza for everybody. Yeah. And I've always pizza for, I think it's kind of, I mean, you could have a bad slice of pizza, but it's really like pizza's, can you? I don't know. Can you? Yeah. I know people are like, I, like and like I could be, face. I could definitely be a you know critical of some pizza, but in the end, 
would I not eat it? Probably not. Like pizza's pizza. Like pizza I'm gonna. Like I'm. I'm not like. Get that out of my mouth. It's pizza. Okay, we're going to take another break. Before we do, just give a little shout-out to Tales of the Cocktail, which I'm going to. I'm heading down to New Orleans tomorrow, and it's it's happening now, this festival, it, or this, this, I don't know if it's an event that happens over, it's over a week. Um, it's run by Tales of the Cocktail Foundation, and it's, it was founded in 2002, and I went two years ago, so I'm excited to go back and see how things have progressed or changed, or if it's the same, but it usually progresses. Um, I'm going to the Spirited Awards on Saturday night, which they do. It's their twelfth annual one, and this they they award different different restaurants and bars, and for you know doing what they do best, uh, serving cocktails and being being good at you know good at at uh, at and the more of the bartending side of you got to pat industry. people on the back these days. Yeah, these kids they don't just work to work; they need a they need an award. <laughs> well, uh, we could get into that, but if you want to check it out, go to talesofthecocktail.com and I'll talk about do, it do you say, next time. Do you say New Orleans or Norlands? I say New Orleans, unless I'm being fun and say Narlands. Right, Narlands. And you, you need to go because know, it's one been. of my favorite cities. It's, it's, it's astonishing that I've yeah. never been. Okay, Breaks so that's heart. Tales of the Cocktail, and you'll hear more about it uh, when I get back on a future show. So uh, one more break, and we're going to come back. I'm going to do my solo dining experience. We'll have the final question. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. It's time for my solo dining experience. So this week, it's at Chicha, Caftin, and Cocktails. Here's the rundown. The location, 198 Randolph Street, Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York City. The concept, a new Nicaraguan restaurant in the neighborhood from where we are. The team, culinary directors Vanessa Palacio and Adam Schneider, and partner Nathan Meshberg. So why did I go? Because this newly newly open spot sounded really appealing. So my experience. So after my show a couple weeks ago, I walked over there. It's like a ten minute walk from from Roberta's, and I was I was there for an early dinner. I was one of the first people there. Uh, I opted to sit at a table versus the bar, and um, the server guided me through the menu, which is 
mostly of Nicaraguan-inspired street food and cocktails, and I had a nice light meal. So what did I get? I had guacamole Nicaraguans, which is their version of guacamole with salt-cured egg, toasted pistachio, and house root chips, and I had two casillo, which are traditional Nicaraguan street food with hand-milled corn tortillas. One was tapico, and one was pollo desmenazado. I don't know why I choose that. Next time I do solo dining, I'm going to have to choose to pick things in the menu I can pronounce better. <laughs> okay, so my take. I love the guacamole. Perfect with the, the root chips. It was really, really great guac. And then I enjoyed the quesillo too. I, um, the chicken one was really beautifully presented and, and was, was a nice, nice flavor combo. So the ambiance, it's bright, airy, colorful, converted warehouse space with high ceilings, has a very large bar. It's perfect for dinner or drinks, I'd say, with friends, or you could go solo, big bar. Interesting tidbit, Chicha's cocktails draw from Caribbean taste, focusing on rum cocktails and featuring a lengthy rum list, an all-Spanish and South American wine list, and Nicaraguan beers. Personal fun fact, I ran into Chicha's publicist, who I know when I was there, and I also met one of um, the partners, Vanessa, whose family is from Nicaragua, and, and that inspired a lot of the menu. The cost was $22. That's not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, because I'd like to try some of the main dishes, and their website is chichanyc.com. Have you been over there? Chicha. I have not. Not too far from here. No, but you asked me. You asked me di- uh, dine in or dine out, right? Yeah, I, I know. I know. A I'm lot a home, of my guests I'm have been dine cooker. in. <clears throat> I'm a home cooker. I have, I, you know, I have a family. I have young kids. I don't go out to dinner very often. I hear you. So my next guest is Rick Smilo, and it's time for the final question. So for the final question, I'm going to ask you to ask a question to Rick. And Rick is the president and CEO of the Institute of Culinary Education, which is in New York City, and they recently opened a new branch in Los Angeles. So, uh, Brandon, what would you like to ask Rick? Okay, Rick. Um, how long has this place been open? Can you just give me a little preference on how long they've been doing Ice? This? Ice used to be... Like in it 90, was Peter in the Kump's, 90s? Yeah, right. Um, which I think was... I was thinking like late 90s. I'm not late exactly 90s, sure. right? Ice? We will find out. Okay. So my question to Rick would be, <clears throat> can you describe the difference in the quality of applicants from when you first started to now and what the, skill, what the difference in skill set and work drive and all of that the difference between these two because mm-hmm. so my question to Rick would be <clears throat> not, not that, that we have can you describe any the difference words, but I think that like there's a very skill set I think when you first in the started 90s to and now early 2000s, and what the skill what the difference in skill set um, there was a work you just kind of showed up to work that, and worked hard and now there's too, a because mm-hmm. like I said I've noticed there's a different different caliber but I think so like what was the difference between the applicants they saw when they first started uh, to you just kind of now. showed up to work and worked hard, and now out. there's a Thanks. good question. Like and then you're gonna text me, right? I'm gonna text you. Right? Text you. Uh, there's yeah. a different, different color of worker. Worker. So, cool what, what's the difference between <laughs> the, the applicants they saw yes, when I they first started? Yes, I can do that. Before to, we before we end the show, which I don't even want to end, but we can stay here forever. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, considering you 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 own the place. 
how did this come about? We're in two shipping containers here uh-huh. in your backyard, Heritage Radio Network. You want how the real you- story? Or you want the you want the like you want Patrick's version. You're you're my guest today. Uh-huh. I want your story. Well, <clears throat> to be honest with you, it really was Patrick. Patrick really wanted to do that. We we were fr- we've been. I'm still great friends with Patrick. I sit on the board. Patrick. Uh, really wanted to do a radio station and we were kind of looking for a way to to do to to expand but not but to do something else very creative so you know this this was a good opportunity we got to put the you know we have a vegetable garden on the top we grow a lot of mm-hmm. uh you know uh light light greenery a lot of a lot of edible flowers and such um <clears throat> But it kind of gave us the opportunity to open up, um, you know, a more creative, a creative outlet, and I, and I think it's it's done very well for 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 Roberta's. It's it's cool. It's like you sit here, you look out there. They sit there, they look in here. It is and, cool. Every one and, of my guests, uh, uh, yes. It's so we and and the we dropped the containers. Um, I actually did a lot of this work in here. Um, with uh, Les and my partner Chris at the time, and I think even Patrick maybe even knocked in a nail or two, but but we definitely we built this thing, um, and so it be, Heritage Radio. This place has character. You have character. Like it's just I'm I feel honored to be here oh, and to you. and to have you on my show. And um, uh, thank, well, hopefully, I'm sorry it's hopefully, taking so long. Hopefully, your uh, listener got to know a little bit about. The C-E-O-O-O of Roberta's. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. But I'm here. You are here. I don't know what it means either. I still don't really know how you manage your time. But that Uh, will be, you know, for you to know. uh, (laughs) And us to to, A lot of noises like that. Okay. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. I'm a fan, and a lot of people are, and and you can get it at home. You can get it lots of locations, and I look forward to seeing what you do next because that's also something from the four years plus I've been doing this show. Like I remember, like after a year, next year, second year, I'd come out and go to the backyard, and they'd be like, "Oh, there's now cement down," or there's like there's changes always happening. Always, always, and keep they, us on they our will, toes. They will continue. <laughs> Cool. Okay, my guest today has been Brandon Hoy. He is the co-owner of Roberta's. Good. I'll leave it I short. I like that. How's that? I like that. Keep All it right. short. Their website's robertaspizza.com and social media, Roberta's Pizza. Social media, you can find me at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My website's BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. All of our shows are archived at heritageradionetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You could subscribe to my show. You can leave a review if you like. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again to Brandon. Thanks to my show's engineer today, Matt. I'm Sherry Bayer, and thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.